welcome to Cultural Quarter of an Hour podcast, a podcast where we celebrate the culture of Stoke-on-Trent and North Staffordshire. And remember, culture, it is so much more than stuffy paintings in a stuffy art gallery. It is so much more than a posh orchestra playing to posh people in posh ball gowns and suits. The culture we're talking about is the culture of every day, the culture of our city, our area that surrounds the city. It is the people, it is the buildings on our streets, it is the canals we enjoy, it is the heritage that is actually part of our everyday life, our present and our future. So grab a brew, peel your ears back and enjoy. Welcome to this week's episode. I have just come out actually of the interview that you're about to hear. This is an interview with an artist called Edward McKenzie, who's based in Tunstall. And it's just some days you talk to people, you meet people, and they're just the most fascinating people to chat to. Edward and his wife, Runa, have been absolutely delightful hosts and as is quite often the case, as soon as the microphone and the, the recording equipment got switched off, we sat and we chatted for oh, at least, probably at least another half an hour or so. And I could have sat there talking to the pair of them all day. I absolutely adored talking to them both. I'm going to say no more. I'm going to let Edward continue with the talking. You will meet Edward very shortly. Um as I did. Uh, big thank you, first of all, to Dan Townley, who was the person who introduced me to Edward and suggested I should speak to him. I'm a fine artist, and uh, I lived in Stoke-on-Trent for five and a half years, coming here from the United States, where I was for 11 years prior to that, New Zealand prior to that. Where was I? Here, back in England. Yeah, so I've, I've, I've been, been around, and... Uh, uh, my father was English. My wife's uh, also sort of has English relatives, so we feel at home here. We a lot of quite colorful, lovely cousins, most for the most part, scattered around England. So you know, we're, we're, we like being here very much. We sort of come home in a way. It's changed a lot since when we first met and married and had children in London, and then uh, so. But it's it's and hitherto we thought, hey, we're going to go back to London. That's our town. That's our town. And having lived in several different places in London, and then uh, we realized you can only afford, if you're lucky, a doghouse in London. So we've come up here, and it's a joy because now we're in England. Thank you very much, and we have access to the English countryside and English heritage and stuff like that. Because if you're in London, it's great, but you're you're in London, you sort of that's your mentality. And here, this is this is lovely being in what I say, being in England, in Stoke-on-Trent's lovely dichotomy. Well, not dichotomy. It's a lovely in the nicest way, grotty place with a very grotty history, but uh, there's something very earthy about it and very, uh, it's a cliche to say, but the people are terrific and uh, what you see is what you get. There's no nonsense. There's no, it's sort of like one, you know, like mm, working class lot still, you know, which which we appreciate, you know, so, you know, that, that's very good. And, uh, yeah, here we are. So it's, it's good. But also... Uh, the uh, 
So it, it's interesting, the art scene hereabouts, and I'm trying to still come to terms with the art scene as it is and so forth. But anyway, enough said. Lots said. That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm going to go right back to the beginning. You introduced yourself and said you were a, a fine artist. What does that mean for people who... Oh, yeah, fine artist means that... I was trained as a graphic designer. Graphic, a, a, a fine artist is one who does not do work to sell for commercial application. So you're not a graphic designer or you're not a you know, sign painter or what have you. But it, it's it's for the, the joy of making the art and making a statement, if you will. Yeah, and uh, it co- covers a wide, a wide gamut. But, uh, yeah, so that's what I do. And it doesn't pay so well as being the commercial artist, you know. But never mind. But we, we like what we do, and it's, it's sometimes we sometimes it's valuable. It can elevate. It can elevate. And for me, that's if it doesn't elevate, it's questionable, you know. So it's touching the spirit, you know, ideally. And, uh, and, and it's exciting to, you know, to be able to do that, you know. So it's sort of a privilege. And we speak our own language, fine artists, you know what I mean, without being without being lofty, without being, uh, you know, grand or smart, whatever, you know, we, we, it's a joy. To, and so when one goes into a gallery, regardless of the quality of the work that's displayed in that gallery, you always, well, I always come out slightly elevated because I'm talking to my people. You know what I mean? It's like a patois. I'm talking to my people. And good, bad, or indifferent, it's still, we're a band, you know, we're a family. Yeah. You mentioned that you were going to go back to London, but the money kind of said That's right. that wasn't going to work. What was it about Stoke-on-Trent then that drew you to the city? Uh, money or the, you know, the lack of money required to live here, i.e. the cost of housing. I knew nothing about Stoke-on-Trent except for two things. Gordon Banks came from here, right? And I was when I was in London, I was more of a football fan than I am now. And also, it was the Potteries, which didn't really mean a lot to me at all. Now I know a little bit about the Potteries. And so we, we, we have a, a son and his family in Buxton. That's a little bit rich for our blood, so uh, nice as it is. So we want to be within an hour's proximity of uh, drive of, of, of Buxton. And uh, we, we, we came across this place and didn't know anything about it, so it was a real, you know, real um, leap of faith. But as I say, it's turned out well. We really like being here. Yeah. What are then your, your thoughts on the city now, five and a half years in as such? Well, I think that like a lot of lot of provincial cities, it's uh, it, it's gone through this business of, of destroying a lot of its heritage, you know. And I think there's a certain I like to think there's a certain awareness now, which has put a break on that. So I think that there's still evidence of uh, of the historic, you know, of the historic importance of this house, you know, phys- uh, of the city, uh, physical evidence of it, you know. And there, the two sides. Some people are just be happy to knock down all the you know town halls and so forth and people like me want to think it's very important to maintain the fabric of the city you know and to be able to go up to Tunstall and see that town hall and see where it says above inscribed under the grand windows there in the Tunstall it says justice love liberty I always forget there are four things but hey that's Victorian the best of Victorian they thought big they thought big and generously, you know, and and, and great, you know, uh, benefactors. And if you look at the wonderful parks, what they've done with the parks, and and hitherto, I mean, years ago when they, there had been tons of people promenading, 
you know, with black parasols and things. That's that's no longer, but still, you see people using the parks, which is which is great. Yeah, that's good. And we're sitting in your house, uh, surrounded by artwork. Tell me a little bit about your style and, and what it is that you do. Yeah, I'm what's called an assemblage assemblageist, uh, Charlotte, and it's uh, it's a it's a sort of fancy fancy word for assembling things. It's a kind of sculpture, all right, but. Uh, sculpture covers a huge area, and people my generation have said sculpture, you visualize somebody in a trestle going tap, 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 right, and a piece of marble. But I, what I do is I work with manufactured objects for the most part, and I assemble them. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll work with just popsicle sticks or piano parts or meccano parts, and I really get to know my subject really well and get to love my subject and play with it for a long time in depth. Then... I will introduce ideas to it and possibly other other matter to it to, to make it uh, give it a cohesive element. So the ideas are very important. You know, some of them aren't so good, some aren't so, you know, some are. But the the one that I'm working on now specifically, uh, off and on, I've been working on it for about three or four years, or basically since I've been here, is an exhibition called A Series of the Six Towns. Guess what that's about, right? So I'm fascinated with this concept on the history of the six towns. And I'm, I'm very, uh, you know, taken with the idea, you know, of, of maintaining the, the uh, individual identity of Fenton as opposed to Burslem or Stoketown as opposed to Hanley. And I'm seeing that being, you know, eroded, everything centralized. And, uh, but I'm, my exhibition that I'm, I don't know, maybe it'll, it'll be next year, 2020. I'll, I'll show it. And, uh, that would be about uh, probably 50 pieces, all making comment about the six towns, collectively or individually. So there'll be pieces about Hanley. There's a couple about Hanley up there and Burslem and so forth, and pieces about the potteries in general. Okay, so that, I'm quite excited about that because I, again, I like, uh, you know, I like this individual identity. You know, the people from Fenton. They're a little bit different from Longton. We like to think, you know what I mean? So I'd like to introduce a system of passports, right? So I got to do two passports if I'm going to go down to Longton or whatever, yeah. Anyway, I find it exciting, yeah. So that's, that's one job we're working on. And also other, various other things, you know, I'm working on. The, uh, the problem at making the art, I'm not saying it's easy, but it's easy compared to the other end of the operation. You've got to sell it which I'm not very good at. That's quite typical of fine artists, right? They, all they want to do is make the work, make the work, but you've got to sell it. And uh, conventionally, artists, in order to sell their work, should spend 50% of their time on promotion, right? And I might spend 3% of my time on promotion, so that's problematic. Is it hard to sell work? I'm guessing you put a lot of time, effort, blood, yeah, sweat, tears, and love. And is, is it almost like, I don't say getting rid of children, but it, it, there is an atta- you must have an emotional attachment to it. You must give a yeah. part of yourself. Well, artists wear their, their, their hearts on their sleeves, as it were. Is that the right expression? I think so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, you're give, it's part of you. It's, and it's, it is like children. You're quite right. That's, that's a good analogy. But uh, it's also very difficult because people don't, People don't understand what you're on about. Even so, it, it's I, one does not want to be cynical or negative, but you have to be realistic. But people basically don't know, don't get it. So if if I had an exhibition, 
I mean, from, from you know, maybe if out of 20 people, maybe three would kind of twig, all right? But that's okay. I accept that's the way it is, right? Because if everybody liked my work and thought it was great, maybe I'd be a little bit worried, you know what I mean? Maybe it would be, uh, you can buy that in a reproduction, you know what I'm saying? So you don't want to be coy about it, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, so to answer your question, it's very difficult to sell it, yeah. And then when you do sell it, and the work that I do, this three-dimensional work, takes a lot, a lot, a huge amount of time as opposed to a painting, for instance. Most paintings, a lot of contemporary paintings will take you maybe a day, two or three days. I'm not saying there aren't painters. It takes a lot, lot longer to do it. But basically, it's a lot easier than what I do in terms of time. And then you've got to sell that. So when you, so you, then if you're selling it and the gallery takes 50% and blah, 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 and you've got all the other costs involved, you might be working for 40p an hour. If you're lucky, right? So it, it, it's it's uh, it's a bit of a mugs game from that point of view, yeah. But I'm guessing a lot of artists won't be doing it for the money, will they? No way. Otherwise, I mean, if I didn't believe what I did, I'd be a complete fool, you know. But uh, yeah, the money is uh, the money is uh, an issue. I don't like to say problem, but you know, Americans are are uh, obsessed with problems, you know. So America, when we'll get together for coffee and they're talking about problems where in this country it's it's tea so you can solve any problem oh you had a divorce you lost your great uncle you lost your job come and have a cup of tea we'll talk about the bicky right which i love it's a little bit different than america so we kind of get off on problems you know you mentioned america obviously whenever you open your mouth you're, you sound a bit like me we sound very different to lots of people who live in That's this right, city yeah, yeah. what reaction do you get when you start well, talking to people because in and i don't you know, play the part of the of the big Yankee. I don't play that part. With you know, uh, I I don't play to the perception of, of being an American. I, I don't even you know. I like to blend in, but as soon as I open my big mouth, they get it right. But it's because in, in London, Americans are a dime a dozen. Here, I don't know any other Americans. You know, I really don't. I've heard of one in bit of in uh, wherever it is. Uh, doesn't matter up that way. But I've not met one, and uh, so it's fun because they invariably. There's always that hesitancy. Then it's, oh, you're American. And then they always want to know about, what about President Trump, right? Now, that's not so much because you've got your own political problems. So there's a sort of uh, national embarrassment of what's going on here, one could say. So uh, anyway, yeah, so it's, it's, I get a lot of mileage out of it without courting it. Yeah. Going back to, to your artwork, yeah. what does a typical day look like for you as an artist? Well, I, it's it's a lot. There's a lot of infringements. There's a lot of uh, uh, a lot of things that have to be done that aren't art related at all. And I think I'm probably not alone in that. Obviously, so uh, what a day looks like. I try to uh, I'll spare you all the ablutions and all that stuff. And I, uh, but basically, uh, I try to get get some work done in the morning, right? And then I try to ideally if i you know if 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 an architect or structural engineer or dentist would i professionally do eight hours a day conventionally i very seldom i'm able to do eight hours a day that would be a luxury for me so my typical day is is varied i do other things i'm not just you know i try to don't want to be just art all the time because otherwise it'd be you know, more boring than i am possibly but so i do a little bit of this a little bit i belong to some you know i line dance once a week 
and or go through the motions and line dancing and then i do the you know i got other things i do and uh yeah then we i've got a family we've got a family in buxton so that takes time in the nicest way and i always try to put family and friends first before work but uh so a typical day i'm not sure there is one you know but a typical day is i'm trying to get some work done and if i get a few hours i'm happy yeah I really hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I enjoyed talking to Edward. You didn't hear his wife, Runa. But, uh, she didn't want to be recorded, but like, please just take it from me. The pair of them are an absolutely gorgeous couple and just beautiful work uh, seeing them together. As always, uh, the podcast is back next week, next Wednesday. You can stay in touch with me by get, get in touch with me on social media at CQH Pod on Twitter, Cultural Quarter of an Hour on Facebook as well. Lots of stuff still happening across the area. Well, the, the Cultural Quarter of an Hour podcast is going nowhere. Let me know what you're up to and uh, I'll do my best to come along and find out a bit more about it all. Until then, speak to you soon. <laughs>